Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you for the, the privilege of prayer. Uh, Lord, uh, you have told us that we have not because we ask not. And uh, Lord, that you uh, desire and, and um, covet our prayers as we pour out our hearts to you. As a father would love to uh, hear from his children, Lord, you love to hear from us. And so, Lord, uh, we just, uh, this morning, above all, give thanks uh, to you for what, not only that uh, you have done for us in sending your son, but are doing right now in all of our lives. And Lord, we're, we're kept by your power, and uh, Lord, you're a loving father. And so, Father, just... Uh, receive our praise and our worship this morning because we do make them in Jesus' name and the name that's above every name as we'll see this morning. And uh, Lord, just continue to um, bring healing to those who are sick and infirm for Gail and uh, I'm not sure why the Browns aren't here but for Harry and Sue and and others that... uh, are not with us this morning, probably seeing family or what have you, but uh, Lord, we lift them on high. And uh, may you be special to them this day uh, as you are right now to us. And uh, Lord, we lift up Wanda to you. Uh, bring healing, God, to Wanda. And Lord, uh, we also lift up uh, uh, Lakita, uh, 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 Lord, and uh, who lost Lewis, bring comfort there and also be with Greg and, and may the peace of God that passes all understanding just abide with them at this time. And uh, Father, we lift up the Jenkins family and lift up particularly Shane as he has lost so much lately. And uh, Lord, that you would comfort him and just bless him and strengthen him. Uh, also for Devin, as he's, he's struggling with the flu. Lord, I pray that you bring healing to him. Lord, we lift up uh, uh, Baylor and Katie to you and uh, just work mightily uh, in their hearts and bring reconciliation for Carl and Sue as they're going through all of this. Just, Lord, uh, you're a gracious God. And uh, you answer prayer and you hear us and uh, you are touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And uh, you're ever interceding before us, before uh, the throne. And so, Lord, we take great comfort uh, in knowing uh, that you never leave us or forsake us, forget us, uh, that we're in your plan. And uh, so, Father, we just... uh, Give uh, all the praise and all the glory to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, turn to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. And I'm glad Josh read from Luke chapter 2 this morning. And... uh, Different accounts give different uh, 
information to us. And uh, this passage in Matthew 1 is not really used as much as the one in Luke. And yet we find something very wonderful in verse 21 as we read this passage together, which is Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife and kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son and he called his name Jesus. Uh, Wonderful story. Wonderful story. And Let me just ask one question as we begin, and I ask myself this question. What would be the purpose of the birth of Jesus if he didn't save his people from their sins? This morning I, I want to really take as my text verse 21 because it says so much in this particular birth, in this verse. Uh, of course, his coming uh, as a baby, and as has been said, we think a lot about this day, and we give gifts, and sometimes we forget the whole life of Jesus, which is the purpose for which he came, which was to die for our sins. And so let us not forget that on this particular day, as we uh, just remember his birth, Because really it's interesting, Uh, Jesus said, remember my death till I come. In other words, his death uh, atoned for our sins. His blood atoned for our sins. And uh, we're saved by his death and his resurrection. And one day we will be resurrected. And so keep that in mind on this this wonderful wonderful day. We have in these verses, I think, great truths, and uh, they tell us how our Lord took our nature upon him and became man. They tell us also that his birth birth was very miraculous. Uh, If you do not believe in the supernatural, you will not believe this story because God is supernatural. 
And this was a supernatural uh, conception here by the Holy Spirit. We find that Mary was a, a virgin uh, in, in verse 25, and that she remained a virgin until after Jesus was born. So remember, these subjects here uh, have great depths, such depths that we cannot uh, fathom them with any line and sinker. They're bottomless. We will never hit the bottom of these wonderful truths found in God's Word. And uh, just try to wrap your mind around these truths, and you can't do it. It's like, how big is the universe? Uh, You just can't do it. All we know is that with him who made the world, nothing is impossible. Did he not speak the world into existence by his breath and everything came to be? We serve a God that can do the impossible. And so what a, what a wonderful uh, thought that is on this particular day. And the birth here is really the word Genesis in the Greek. It's uh, origin, uh, the genetic origin, the beginning of Jesus Christ. In other words, when he takes on human nature. Now, it's not saying this is when... Uh, Uh, The second person of the Trinity, the Son of God, came about. No, he's existed from all eternity. But this is when he took on human nature. In uh, this uh, word, Lord, uh, uh, Christ, indicates the official title of him. He is our Lord Christ. He is uh, the Messiah. And this is how it came about. Uh, It's not, as we read in Genesis, so-and-so begat so-and-so who begat so-and-so. No, this is very, very unique. And uh, this is how the Genesis of Jesus Christ came about. And uh, we find here there's a bad situation for Joseph. You know, a lot uh, is not said about Joseph in the scriptures. Uh, But here we find uh, Joseph has a a terrible dilemma, if you want to call it that. Um, He and Mary were betrothed to each other. This is not just engaged. And so if your Bible has engaged, it's, it's stronger than that. A betrothal uh, could not be broken. It was binding. Uh, it was like being married except for the fact he had not taken her home to live with her and had relations with her. But they were betrothed. This was binding. And uh, to break a betrothal, you had to have a writ of divorce. And uh, this uh, is extremely important, I think, to understand about this story of, uh, of his birth. Is that even though Joseph was not the actual father, 
he played a very important part in this story. So even though Mary was greatly used by God and blessed by God, so was Joseph. Even though he was not the actual physical father, he had a great role to play. And uh, we find that she was with child by the Holy Spirit. And uh, I can understand that. Uh, I don't even try to understand that. But this must have been a terrible shock to Joseph, and it probably shattered his life. We find in verse 19 of Matthew here that he was a godly man, a righteous man. And I'm, so, I'm sure this just hit him extremely hard when, uh, when he found out. Uh, but he would, didn't want to make her a public example and, uh, because this could have condemned her to death, to a stoning. And he did not want that. So he determined to divorce her quietly. And uh, I think there's something else that we can learn from this, is that when we come up against uh, something terrible such as this, we shouldn't act rashly. Joseph did not act rashly. He thought about this and uh, contemplated what he was going to do. And so, again, this was a man who loved her extremely much. I mean, I don't really know all the ins and outs of that, but I know the way he treated her. He loved her. He loved her very, very much. He was gracious and patient and a, and a loving, uh, betrothed man. And so, um, we see also here the Lord's solution to the problem. You know, God always has a solution to our problems. Even though we may not see it at the time, there is a solution to all of our problems. In verses 20 through 23, it says, an angel, uh, an angel appeared to him in a dream. An angel appeared to him in a dream. It's something, I think, that we can uh, remember in our own lives Okay, here we go again. Let me just flick that. No, that battery has bit the dust, I think. <clears throat> and anyway, in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14, oh, thank you. It says, are they not all speaking of angels, ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation? Absolutely. God did this through an angel to Joseph to minister to him, to inform him. And uh, I believe we all have angels who watch over us. Now, again, that's one of those things I can't understand, but I, I believe the scriptures. And so they're sent uh, uh, to watch over us, I think, even before we became believers. Uh, we had them watching over us. And uh, we see now the Lord's instructions. He says, Joseph, son of David, etc., finish the job. Go through with uh, this betrothal. Take the next step, Joseph. And, uh, and Joseph does. Joseph 
marries her in the sense of he takes her home uh, to be his wife. And then he says, Joseph, notice, son of David. What uh, does that point to, son of David? It points to the fact that Joseph was in the line of David, that he was uh, of royalty in the royal line. And so, of course, Christ is, has been prophesied. And he says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Joseph. Now, I guess if an angel appeared to me, uh, I, would, I would probably be afraid. Uh, but he says, don't be afraid. And we find this all through Scripture, do we not? Fear not. Don't be afraid. Why? Why is that? Because we're all in the plan of God. If you're a believer this morning, you're in God's plan. You're doing what God has called you to do in your life. And it's a wonderful life. I watched it last night, part of it. And he said, well, I wish I'd never been born. And then, of course, you see what happens to the town and all the people in it because he was never born. And so this is, this is something we can really uh, be encouraged by, is that God can use even me. He used Joseph, even though Joseph was not uh, the actual father. And he says, don't be afraid of what's taking place. Don't be afraid of Y2K or, or anything else that, that might happen. Also, we see the Lord's explanation. Uh, the source of uh, Mary's baby is by the Holy Spirit. It's uh, of the virgin birth. It is God encased in human flesh. We see God-man. We see uh, he is to be a son. For a child will be born to us a son will be given to us and the government will be upon his shoulders and so forth. He was to be a baby boy. Also, we see the selection of his name uh, is Jesus, Savior. Jesus, Savior. Yahweh is salvation, what it means. Yahweh saves. It's the same name in the Old Testament of Joshua or Yahshua. And of course, who was Joshua? He was a military genius and a savior physically of the Hebrews from time to time. And so they were looking for a military person who was going to overthrow the Roman government. Of course, that was not the purpose of Jesus' coming. What was the purpose of his coming? To save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. Uh, How important is that compared to just being saved from your enemy, a physical enemy. Which is only temporary here on this earth. But what about an eternal soul that lives forever and ever? See, Jesus came to, to do a very much more important thing than just saving them militarily. And uh, we see the source of his name is from God. Also, Joseph was to give the baby the name. Why? He was to be the legal father, even though he wasn't the actual father. 
the, uh, uh, also, we see here in this verse 21, the problem of sin. She shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from what? Their sins. Sin is a problem, as we all know. We all struggle with sin, and uh, sin and Satan are out to destroy us. And they don't ever stop. It never stops. It keeps going until the day we die. But sin misses the mark. What mark does sin miss? It misses the perfect obedience to the law. I've used the illustration before. You take a great big uh, target and you have a bullseye in the middle and you stand off about 20 feet and you shoot this arrow towards that target. Most of us, most people in the world think they get right next to the bullseye when they let go of that arrow, which gets them almost perfect. So they're going to make it because of that. But that's not what God says you have to be in order to get into heaven. What does the Bible say? You have to hit a bullseye every time. And what did Paul say? If you offend in one point, you're guilty of, of the whole law, breaking the whole law. And so sin is the transgression of the law. Uh, the wages of sin is what? Death. death. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm glad that verse doesn't end uh, with the wages of sin is death because we'd all be in, in big trouble. Not only that, but the pronoun in verse 21, and he will save his people from their sin. It's interesting in the Greek, it's emphatic. He. That means no one else. And he will save his people. There is no other Savior. He is the only Savior, the only one who can save from sins. And uh, uh, sin is our worst enemy. It's our worst enemy. You know, we're delivered from sin in three ways. First of all, the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin, the guilt by washing them in his atoning blood. Thank God for that. The penalty of sin, the guilt of washing them in his precious blood. Ephesians 1.7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. How many sins? Come on. All. All of your sins are forgiven. All of your sins are under the blood. Even sins that you have not committed yet. Uh, of thought, word, and deed. They're all forgiven in Jesus. And as we find in the book of Hebrews, uh, you're made perfect forever in Christ. God sees you as never sinning before in Christ. Why? Because Jesus came and did for us what, which we could never do. 
which was living that perfect life. He hit the bullseye every time. We miss it. We pull that, that arrow back and we let go. And what does the arrow do? Just kind of falls off the end of the bow. That's how far we miss the mark. Most people, if you talk to them, they'll say, well, I almost hit the bullseye. No, you don't. And even if you did, you'd have to hit it every time. Just sin in one point and it's over. And also he saves us from the power of sin or the dominion of sin. We find in Romans 6.14 it says, Sin will not be master over you. Why? We have the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit, Christ in us, who enables us to live the Christian life by faith. Wow. God's a good God because he does that for us. We're no longer under the dominion of sin. Also, it says... Someday we will actually be delivered from the presence of sin. Are you looking forward to that? Are you looking forward to the day uh, when we have glorified bodies and we will live in the presence of God forever, sinless? I will. Aren't you tired of the aches and the pains and the flu and the, and, uh, the broken bones and whatever you go through, that will all be taken away. It's almost too good to, to believe, isn't it? And yet that's the promise. Eternal life. Eternal life in Christ. We also see in this verse, verse 23, Emmanuel. He will also be called Emmanuel. God with us. God manifest in the flesh. By common confession, uh, confession great uh, is the mystery of godliness he who was revealed in the flesh was vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taped, taken up into glory. God manifested in the flesh. He is the great I am, Jesus is. So this baby was unique. He was unique. In, in every way. Jesus said to him, I am. Now, the reason I put this verse up here is the word I am. And I've said this before, but it's important to remember. In the Greek, it's uh, ego, a me, which is I, I am. A me by itself means I am. But if you put the pronoun in front of it, it means I, I am. Now, when Moses was before uh, God, and Moses said, Lord, who shall I say sent me? And what did he say? I am that I am. What was Jesus telling us? Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. That's a little, that's, that's what you call deep water. <laughs> and uh, I'm a little boat, and... Uh, but it's still the truth. It's in I am, he says, the way, the only way. Only me and no others. Uh, he's perfect man and perfect God. He is God with us. A nature like ours, except 
no sin in his life. Uh, it's amazing when we find people in the scripture like Thomas who doubted uh, who Jesus was. And what did Thomas and what did Thomas say when he saw the risen Savior? My Lord and my God. He recognized Jesus as the great I am. And Jesus says, unless you believe that I am, you'll die in your sins. That's how important it is. This is not just an ordinary baby that came uh, to this earth. Uh, He is uh, uh, before Abraham. Before Abraham was, he says, I am. I and the Father are one. Just a, a, a few verses. John eight fifty six through 59. Your father, Jesus says, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was born, ego and me, ego and me in the Greek, I am. They knew exactly what Jesus meant by that. And it says, therefore, they picked up stones to throw at him because they knew he was claiming to be God. Absolutely no doubt about it in, in the scriptures. Uh, He is God blessed forever. Whose are the fathers and from whom is the Christ according to the flesh who is overall God blessed forever. He is God who is blessed forever. That's who our Lord is. Also, my uh, life's verse is Titus 2.13 looking for the blessed hope the appearing of the glory of our Great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. And in the Greek, it says, the great God and Savior of us, Jesus Christ. He is the great God, not just a God, not just a a created God, but he is the great God and Savior of us. Let me ask you, is he your God this morning? Are you worshiping the great I am? Then hallelujah. And if you're not, I would urge you to trust him because he came for a purpose. To die for your sins. And in Christ, your sins can be forgiven when you trust him. Uh, So what a wonderful Savior we have. How does he save His people, we went through Mark, and it says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve in what? Give his life a ransom for many. He bought you with his precious blood. He bought you. You're declared righteous in Christ by trusting him. That's good news. It's not good news if you have to earn it. If you have to hit the bullseye, you'll never make it. But see, Jesus did all of that for you. Trust him. Cling to him. Fall back in his arms. 
really experience the joy and the peace. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will what? Give you rest. Your sins are forgiven. That's what this day is all about. Yes, a baby, but much more than just a baby. He will save his people from their sin. He will save. Notice that's what it says here. And he will save. Not possibly save. Not could save. If they just straighten up and fly right. He will save his, his people from their sin. John 17, 1 and 2. Jesus spoke these things and lifted up his eyes to heaven. He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that the Son may glorify you even as you gave him authority over all flesh that to all whom you have given him he may give eternal life. They're given to him by the Father. And he says they will have eternal life. Why? I'm going to die for them. They will be saved. John 6, 37 through 39. All that the Father Jesus said gives me may possibly come to me if they really live a good life. And No, that's not what he says. All that the Father gives me will. He will save his people from their sins, you see. He will come to me. And one who comes to me, I will certainly not cast out. You're safe in the arms of Jesus. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that of all that he has given me, I'll lose about half of them. No, wait, no, no, that's not what it says. It's that of all that he has given me, I lose nothing. What does nothing mean? Zero. I mean, that's not a real hard thing to figure out in the English, I don't think. But I will raise it up on the last day. I will raise you up on the last day. That means if you're burned up in a fire and you're turned to ashes, if you fall in the gulf and sharks eat you and you're gone, you'll be ra- He does not need DNA to raise you up. Somebody's asked me that. Is it hard to get cremated? Uh, you can't get away from God. I can tell you that because he doesn't need DNA to raise you up. He spoke everything in existence. We serve a mighty God, an almighty God we serve, Jesus, our Savior. Wow. Also, we find in Romans 8 that we went through the book of Romans. And this is one of those comforting passages and I want you to notice the bridge. I call it the bridge of grace. I didn't make it up. It's, it's, it's in the uh, uh, doctrinal books that you read and so forth. But this is called the bridge of grace. And, whom that God, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good. You're in his plan. Okay, If you're a believer this morning, even though you don't think so, all things are working together 
for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren, and those whom he predestinated he also called, and those whom he called he justified, and those whom he justified he also glorified. How many do you see he lost in that section? He foreknew you before you were even born. Before the foundation of the world, he knew you. Everything about you. I can't, my mind, I'm sorry, can't go there. But that's what the scripture says. Our God is almighty. He's powerful. And his love for us is so great We can't even comprehend such love. That's how much he loved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Okay. So it's a a bridge. It starts off with uh, uh, predestined, called, justified, glorified. And no one is lost in that bridge of grace. Most important question, let me ask you this morning. If you were to stand before God this morning and He should say, Why should I let you into my heaven? What would you tell Him? If you stood before God, say, You died in the next three seconds. I hope that doesn't happen. But if, if, if you die and stand before God and he sh- should say to you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you tell him? I hope you wouldn't say, I made bullseyes. You know, I mean, I hit that target, God. You just wouldn't believe how came I, I came close. Every time I just almost hit that bullseye. Is that the answer you would give him? Lord, I went to church every Sunday. And uh, I say I, I read the Bible every day. I prayed. I gave money to the church. I took care of widows and orphans. Lord, I, I did it all. Does that get you into heaven? What gets you into heaven is what the scripture tells us. You'd say, I believe Jesus died for my sins and I trust him completely. I cannot save myself. He is the only Lord and Savior of mankind. Let me ask you, are you trusting him this morning? When you look at the baby Jesus, do you see the great I am that came to die for his people? Because he did. And he can be yours by faith. For by grace are you saved through faith, And that's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Wow. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not possibly, shall be saved. I urge you to do that if you've never called upon Jesus to save you this morning. But you would do that. And you know what? He will. He will hear a cry of a heart. All you who are weary and heavy laden, he says, come unto me and I will give you rest. Let's pray. Father, this morning, 
What a great passage of Scripture. What a great truth that we admit we can't comprehend totally and we cannot fathom the depth of such great truth. But Lord, we know through the power of the Holy Spirit who works in us uh, that we know it's true. Lord, we know it's true because your word is true. So Lord, help us trust you more. Lord, help us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, we need you in this uh, dark hour of our nation. Lord, bring a great revival. Lord, that people would really see, as Josh has already pointed out, the real reason for the season. And uh, so, God, we give you all the, the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. amen.